Welcome to the Save the Date Wedding Podcast with your host, Alicia McCormack. Alicia will keep you on budget and on track so you can plan your big day without the big price tag. Or with the big price tag. I'm not judging. If you've got a purse full of change that you want to spend on your wedding, please go ahead. There are no boundaries on the Save the Date Wedding Podcast. I accept people of all financial situations. As Cara Lee was so gracious to introduce me, I am Alicia and I am an author, a comedian, a human being who really likes to talk about weddings and that's why I'm here today. Quite delighted to introduce a new segment that will be very regular called Meet the Blogger. I really want to have someone sing, Meet the Blogger. There you go, I just did it and we don't need to hear that anymore. That's enough from me. No more singing from Alicia. Meet the Blogger. It's a segment where I ask who are the ladies and gents that collate all the information that find the best wedding vendors and those beautiful photographs and and all the links and then they bring all that information straight to you via their blogs and Pinterest and Instagram and videos. They're, They're the people that produce all this content that we all become so obsessed about when we're planning weddings. So I thought, who are the people Who are the people behind the screens? So I went out and I found them. And I am delighted today to introduce you to London Bride, a.k.a. Charlie Beard. She does have a name. She is a wedding planner, a stylist and blogger and, of course, author of the award-winning wedding blog, London Bride. Whether you're going for urban chic or a good old pub knees up, which is very popular in the United Kingdom and I'm and also in Australia where I'm from as well. People love getting married in a pub. London is a super fun and exciting city to tie the knot in and be inspired by. Like Kate Moss says in the Rimmel ads, get the London look. Get the London look. Sometimes it's best for models not to be speaking. But, you know, she does well. She does very well. So because of people wanting to get the London look, Charlie has people, loyal followers all over the world that just want to get a taste of a bit of London life, a bit of UK wedding planning. And that's why it's become so popular. She has a really authentic voice. She's genuinely interested. And she has a fantastic story of how she ended up being a full-time wedding blogger and planner in London. And it is so delightful I can't, I'm, I'm bursting here because she's given me a bit of an exclusive that not even some of her other big wedding blogger friends know. And with that bombshell plug, here's to the interview, Charlie Beard, London Bride. Charlie Beard, thank you so much for coming You're on welcome. the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm a big fan of your blog. Thank you. It's very pretty. Yeah, pretty's, pretty's good. Pretty's definitely my, uh, my sort of thing, I guess. Not too girly, I hope. Um, a mix between the sort of city, city chic. Oh, I like that. <laughs> yeah, I think that's maybe been uh, been used before, but I'll take it. No, we'll take it. We'll, take it. we'll trademark that today. <laughs> London Bride, city chic. Yeah. That's how I would say it. City yeah. chic. We both, we have a bit of a similar background. We both work in, have worked in television. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of times people hear that and go, oh, that's very glamorous. Let's put an end to that. <laughs> Probably the, just the same as they say, wedding planning is very glamorous. Um, so, yes, no, I... I I used to, my my initial career was in uh, TV production and uh, as a production manager and um, worked across sort of TV, film um, for about five or so years. Now, a production manager is, for people that don't know the industry, it's it's an organiser, it's someone that manages the production, it's, it's money, it's it's hiring and firing, 
it's yep. everything, isn't it? It's absolutely everything. And, and in effect, similar to wedding planning, just the skills are very transferable. You're effectively running an event. It's just, it happens to be maybe over a longer period of time. There's probably a lot more, um, you know, a lot more involved. But, you know, you're dealing with people, money, budgets, timings, um, you know, logistics, hair and makeup, uh, all sorts. So it's actually, it's funny enough, it's, it's very similar. And you must have a lot of patience because from a personal perspective, there are a lot of douchebags in the television industry. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that. but uh, <laughs> I can yeah. say that. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it, there is quite a lot of different, you know, different levels of people. But I think that's what I mean, I did love about TV. And in fact, what I love about wedding planning is that you are dealing with different people every single day on, on completely different levels. So, you know, I'd have to, I remember the time I had to sweet talk a bin man into, you know, removing his truck for the shoot and, you know, the, the amount of times that you have to suddenly sweet talk people on, you know, completely different levels. And then the next I was interviewing, you know, chief executive of, you know, a billion pound company. So it's, um, you know, it's, it's very variable, but, and, and I think that, you know, it's very similar to, to weddings these days. It's kind of, it's, it's like for like. It is. I like to call it charm school because I think you do develop and, you know, you go to charm school, you learn all the techniques. Yeah. A lady, I was speaking to a lady uh, the other day uh, and she said to me, I like talking to you because you're nice. <laughs> it's a rare thing these days, I guess. Um, yeah, no, it's it's definitely, I think personable is, is, is one thing that I'd like to call myself. And um, I've always, I think my dad sort of said, always be nice to people on your way up because you never know who you might meet on your way down so it's kind of I, I think you treat everyone that you would like to be treated to and I think you never know when that person might be able to do you a favor really so exactly so, uh, I think yeah why not be nice now how did you come about going from being a, a television production manager to now being a full-time wedding planner and blog mistress <laughs> blog mistress I like that <laughs> um it was a, you know, it's been a fairly long journey, I suppose. Um, I was actually looking to get into the wedding planning. I think with the skills that I developed in production and TV, I did want to get out of that industry because it was, uh, you know, it, it's a tough industry and uh, very long hours, and I didn't have a life for about five years. So I uh, was looking to kind of uh, make a bit of a step out. And uh, a friend of mine, um, actually, not many people know this. Maybe I should be saying on the program. No, let's say it. Uh, a friend of mine. <laughs> it's an exclusive. Um, it's a, it might well be. Um, <laughs> spotted a, an advert for a fellow TV production company who were doing a TV program about uh, wanting to become a wedding planner. And she'd obviously, I'd obviously, you know, bored everybody going, oh, I really want to be a wedding planner. And it was one of those jobs back then, like kind of when you said wedding planner, everyone just went J-Lo with, with the earphones. Oh, and yes. And the, and the microphone. And I, that's not what I wanted to be. I wanted to be like a cool wedding planner. Um, so this friend very kindly put this advert on my desk and she's like, oh, you should apply. I was like, but I work in TV. I don't go on TV. <laughs> she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But because you work in TV, you'll just, you'll know how to play it. So I thought, why not? But bit the bullet and decided to, uh, you know, try something new, and um, applied to, you know. So I was interviewed and in front of the camera and all of that scary stuff, which you know, when you're being, you know, used to working behind the scenes, is, is very, very hard. I, I ended up on the show. It was a reality <gasps> TV show, which was broadcast, but I'm not going to tell you the name. No, great. Well, um, <laughs> I'll I'll do my googling for nine hours and it's, find this. It is quite hard to find. Even <laughs> I, even I can't Google it now. Um, and it was it was to become a wedding planner. It was basically a bit like The Apprentice. It was over. It was filmed over a couple of days, and uh, we had to do different 
ridiculous tasks <laughs> throughout those couple <laughs> of days, which looking back, it's quite embarrassing. And uh, I ended up winning. So um, <gasps> Did you? I did. Congratulations. Which, which, which was pretty great at the time. I remember making that very excited phone call at the end that they show you like, oh, yeah, I got the job. And, and it was all very cool. It was a TV show at the end of the day. And uh, there wasn't really a job. Isn't that always the way? People think that immediately if you win a reality television program that you're instantly going to be successful and a millionaire. Yeah. yeah. The reality of reality is not necessarily reality. So true. It's so, so true. And I did learn a a valuable lesson. I mean, I should have known better because I was working in TV at the time. But after that point when they, you know, we kind of discovered the job wasn't really the job that I wanted to do. And it was also based in Essex, which my boyfriend wasn't too keen on uh, relocating to. (laughs) Although actually, you know, now that TOWIE's uh, become so popular, we think it could have been quite fun. You could have cashed in on the TOWIE buck. I could have. I think the the posh girl in TOWIE maybe (laughs) would have have gone down (laughs) quite well. But basically it didn't happen and I had to go calling back to my my boss at a tv production company and say oh I did a really silly thing and I uh yeah I did this and it's not worked out can I have my job back and I think from there it made me it gave me a taste and I was like you know what I'm good enough I've I've obviously got something I know it was just a reality show but you know there were definite tasks that I had to do and um I think the fact that I won gave me a bit of a, a push really so it wasn't all a complete waste of time um it was definitely an experience and I don't regret it uh, it was good fun, and um, so f- from there, I, I was de- quite determined to, you know, make a career in wedding planning. Charlie, you, one of my uh, favourite lady entrepreneurs is uh, Bethany Frankel, who created the Skinny Girl um, cocktail yep. range, and she was on Real Housewives of New York, but used that experience to mm-hmm. project the brand that she came up with. And she's got a book called A Place of Yes, and she talks a lot about this experience. She started. Uh, on an apprentice style I don't think many people watched it it was a Martha Stewart apprentice style show and she came second and she always said you know it was the same thing they promised the world gave nothing but it gave her a taste of what she could do and use that sort of opportunity to then create a brand and then yeah so I think you can I mean I've done so many jobs over my over the years and I think every one of those jobs that I've done has contributed to where I am absolutely. right now. Absolutely. I think you always can take a valuable lesson from anything whether it's good or bad. Um and you know I think you learn and it, within those couple of days I did learn and um I, I'm glad that I it, I did it because it did gave you know it did give me that kind of uh reassurance that I think the confidence more than anything uh, and know, the courage I'm, to go, this is exactly yeah. what I want to do. Yeah, exactly. And um, it was, I think up until that point, you know, I was working in TV, wasn't really sure I was going to stay in it that long. It was kind of the thing to do after I came out of uni. And um, so, no, it gave me it gave me quite a bit of direction. There are so many wedding blogs now. But when you look at London Bride, it's very specific. It's very honed. It's, as I said, it's very pretty to look at. And it's really well curated because I think sometimes you look at these blogs and there's 50 posts a day. It's yeah. overwhelming. Mm-hmm. How did you go about creating this 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 brand? Did you know exactly what you wanted to produce from the beginning? Um, I think that organically, that the way that it it's, the blog came about. So I was um, I was trying to get into the wedding industry um, as a wedding planner and was really struggling with with anyone giving me any experience it's a, it's a very difficult industry to get into and you know despite my enthusiasm and willingness to do absolutely anything uh no one no one sadly would would give me any opportunity so um I took to the internet my sister happened to be getting married and started googling you know wedding ideas and you know as much as I love the the wedding publications it was all very generic and it was very traditional back then um which you know I just wanted something fun for her so 
on Google, I came up with, you know, a couple of wedding blogs in the States, which obviously changed my life. Um, which ones are they? Can I guess yeah. Starmy Pretty? Yes. That was I love Starmy Pretty. Yeah. And still going as strong as it was, you know, back then. Uh, and Wedding Chicks, again, which is another hugely, hugely successful brand and blog. Um, having discovered those, you know, I was in this whole world of, you know, when you... Oh, Back to the times when you first discover wedding blogs, it's quite, it's, it's a fun time. Uh, and you're just sort of, you're just absolutely kind of into all these weddings and you're looking at all these beautiful details and, um, are, you know, lost in another world. Um, and then, of course, when I tried to recreate that to my sister's wedding, it wasn't quite the same because <laughs> all the vendors were in the States or, you know, they were in a vineyard in the Californian sunshine. It just, it wasn't for me, it, it was it was lovely inspiration, but it wasn't uh, realistic. So basically the blog came from that and I, I think my first ever post was um, a post on a bespoke perfume offering. So I think even back then my whole idea was making it your day and personalising it which I think at the time in the industry was very very lost in the wedding magazines and in the wedding world in general and in fact that year I think 2009 there were a handful of other bloggers in the UK that you know came about and we were all pretty much kind of fighting for the same thing in this sort of your your unique day and making it your own so I think from that point onwards yeah and it's you know it has kind of stayed the focus of the blog is 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 to be meaningful um but personable um and obviously you know I aim to be quite realistic I don't feature you know three posts a day that's never really been my style I, I definitely choose um quality over quantity that's that's how I take everything in life really um I would much rather have you know um the valued kind of readership liking what I post rather than a generic mass of people kind of okay you know thinking my my content is okay more with Charlie Beard aka London Bride after this Alicia's from Australia, the land down under with kangaroos, koalas, and weird phrases that no one else understands. Sometimes it is not long to make her feel better. So each week, we thought we'd take a moment to translate some Australianisms. Today's phrase is, no worries. Yeah, no worries. No, 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 well, no worries, mate. Uh, no worries. You know how many times I say that and don't even know I'm saying it? and then get looks back going, no worries, is there a problem? Should I be worried? What's happening? It's said often without thinking, without meaning, unless you do mean something which is a completely different situation, like suppressing your feelings. Sometimes it's easier to say, no worries, than, oh my gosh, you've just broken my heart. It really made me angry. Like one of your best friends says, two days before your wedding oh by the way i can't come because i've got a new boyfriend and he's invited me on holiday and you respond oh oh yeah no worries when really deep down inside you like listen i have held your hair when you were vomiting i've endured countless meals with your idiot ex-boyfriends the least you could do is let me know you're not coming to my wedding two days before the big event or your bridesmaid who's been living in Wichita for the past seven years decides to show up five days before your wedding with a surprise that she's eight months pregnant. Wow! Which you respond, oh, Tracy, wow, you're pregnant. Not going to fit into the dress yet. No, no worries. No worries. 
Were you really trying to suppress your true feelings, which is a mixture between joy for Tracy and also insane confusion slash panic slash mild anger as to where you're going to find some sort of last minute dress alterations to hide a bowling ball? The US equivalent, I'm sure, to no worries is them going, yeah, no problem, no problem, when they're really saying, yeah, it's a big problem but I'm too polite to tell you. In England, one thing they do say all the time is they'll go, you're right, you're right. And my natural response is to go, yes, thank you so much for asking. I am I am fine. In which people recoil because you're not supposed to respond to that. You're supposed to just go, yeah, you're right, back. Which, you know, is just one of those open-ended community questions. Like, how are you? When you're being asked that by a shop owner, you're not supposed to respond, well, actually, yesterday... I got my period and um, I have these awful pains and also I have this really strong chocolate craving but I'm trying not to eat sugar so to be honest I'm, I'm fine but you're not great you don't respond that way because that's not what society says so next time you meet an Australian and at the end of the sentence they go yeah no worries just ignore it it's the best thing to do happy to be sharing with you the news that I am giving away a prize. Our very first Save the Date Wedding Podcast contest, competition, giveaway, whatever you want to call it, wherever you're from, we've all got different names. And uh, it's a bridal pamper pack. It's for you to say thank you so much for listening and supporting the podcast in its first few weeks of uh, being out and about. It's been an adventure so far and I know there's lots more to come. The pack is full of lots of delicious things from companies like Clinique and Vichy. There's nail polish. Oh, and also there's a copy of my book, Smart Wedding. Lotions and potions for all. So if you would like to win this prize pack, I can't wait to give it away to one of you lovely people. Please head to savethedatepodcast.com slash contest for all the info. You can enter via Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Look, the options are open. They really are. So head to the page, check it out, enter, and I will be delighted to be heading to the post office to post it to the winner very soon. Now back to my interview with London bride, Charlie Beard. As a wedding planner, can you describe your average day? <laughs> Probably a lot less glamorous than, uh, than people would, <laughs> would think. Um, typical day, uh, you know, let's if, if we if we're going kind of wedding season. Um, probably get up to about 100 emails overnight <laughs> I'm not even joking um you know a typical day consists of obviously a lot of desk work and emails uh whether I'm you know unfortunately emails are the bane of my life I get tons both from clients suppliers but also on the blog side so I do spend probably 80% of my day replying to emails it's it's crazy um, mental but in between you know I'm often out at meetings seeing clients catching up with them um, but then in, in between that, I often go and see suppliers, meet new people, um, go and see new venues. Um, I might be um, chatting to a florist about some you know, wedding design for a client. Um, or, you know, I could then come back and then write a blog post. It's, it's really mixed. I think in, in the kind of hectic wedding season, I'm definitely out and about a lot more because I have a lot more meetings. Um, hopping from one to another. Um, and then at different times of the year, it's a bit more blog focused. Um, sometimes when there's kind of a lot of press press launches going along, so I tend to you know go to quite a lot of. I sound really. I can go no, to I a lot of events. Um, I'm <laughs> out a lot. 
I'm just a party animal. Um, yeah, no, I, I do happen to, you know, I am very, uh, you know, in, in a lucky position to be invited to lots of different events. So it's it's nice to go to those as well. But that is part of your job. It's finding locations, finding yep. vendors that you can trust. Yep. So I suppose it's all research in the end. Oh, it, oh, it is. And I think, you know, part of what people are paying for as a, as a wedding planner is the fact that I do do that research, um, that they they sort of not take for granted, but it's almost included in my fee, you know, that I've spent, you know, five years going to see every kind of venue in London that you could think of um, and, uh, you know, meeting with with everyone that I think I could work with. Um, you know, I get a lot of, you know, I get a lot of intros on email, but it's always nice to meet people in, per- in person and, and see their work. Um, you know, if you're going to work very closely with them, there's it's definitely an element of trust there. And I like to make sure that, you know, there is a professional uh, recommendation behind that. It's Absolutely. It's Absolutely. Yeah. Now, your blog is called London Bride. Obviously, you focus on London wedding things. And does what it says on the tin. It's pretty self. It's pretty yeah. self-explanatory. Now, do you get international clients that go, "Oh my gosh, I love London. I really want to get married on a tube or something." <laughs> I would love that. <gasps> Although, yeah, maybe not. Tube's not my favorite. No, but, let's uh, go. If there's a listener out there that wants to get married on the tube, I mean, with a lot of miserable, unhappy people, let's just say yeah. the London tube. If you've never been on the tube. If you're from Omaha or something, don't bother, says Charlie. <laughs> I moved from Australia and I got on the first time I got on the tube here. I thought some sort of international incident occurred. Everyone looks so angry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You give it five years, you're going to get angry. One I'm not going to let London beat me. That's what we all say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it and it, it does. Um, you know, I do get um, a, a big. I didn't realise it. I think when I when I called myself London Bride, it, it was a, a natural. A natural name for me because I was in London and mm. it was all about being a, a bride in London. I, although obviously I wasn't a bride, it was the London bride, I suppose. Um, I think that is a bit of a common uh, misconception: is that I, I am you are the bride, yeah, and I'm I'm only engaged. Well, we're going <laughs> to get to that. Yeah, Don't worry, that's the next question. Um, <laughs> and uh, but I, I didn't realise that it would have such a huge international um, regard, really, because I think. Uh, London as a as a destination is is hugely popular. Just as I we would love to go to you know Tuscany or New York or Ibiza, I think you know people want to come to London. And you know sometimes I'm like, really, really, you want to come to London? <laughs> you could like get married in the south of France. Um, but it, it's 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 cosmopolitan. It's cool. It's urban. It's you know it's got it's it's got everything. Um, you know from from warehouses to luxury hotels to pubs you know, to picturesque gardens, you know, you, you've got a wealth of choice. And I think for international, um, you know, couples and brides, it's it's got a huge draw and appeal because it's also easy to get to. Uh, there's lots to see and do while you're here. You make it into a holiday. So um, initially, I, I didn't really, I, to be honest, that, that wasn't something that crossed my mind, but it has become a hugely important part of, of London Bride and my, and my readership. And I think the Royal Wedding probably would have highlighted... Let's all get married like Will and Kate, Wills and Kate in in London. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think. Yeah, that I, especially yeah. for foreigners, I suppose that gave a lot of attention to London as a destination. Definitely, and I mean, obviously, we can't all get married, <laughs> you know, at, in uh, Westminster. In Westminster, <laughs> you know, and have the whole country come to a standstill. But I think it's you know, it's a romantic. You can make that happen, can't you, Charlie? <laughs> yeah. uh, I can make most things happen. I'm not sure. Uh, I could give it a try. Um, 
yeah, I think it's it's a romance behind it, definitely. And a lot of the, you know, the pool of the international is the classic London. So, you know, your iconic people want to go over the bridges. People do want to go to a pub. I've I had, uh, you know, a, a couple from Norway and they, they thought they wanted this really cool London wedding. They ended up going, you know what? We want to go to a British pub. That's where we want our wedding. We love pubs. And they ended up, you know, having this kind of luxury day, but in a pub. And it was fab. It was you know, that's what they wanted. They kind of wanted a little bit of... They'd studied in London and actually obviously spent a lot of their student years in, in pubs. In so, pubs, so as that, most people do. And that was lovely. I thought, you know, why not? Um, I think I remember the first time I did a pub wedding. It was like, you're doing a wedding in a pub. <laughs> um, and now, you know, you can't... You know, there's one every weekend down the one in, in Stoke Newington. So it's... Um, I don't know. It always feels like we're kind of... London's a little bit ahead. And um, it sort of sets sets new, not trends necessarily, but just new ways. And I, and I really like that. Let's talk about your engagement. <laughs> I, oh, love... I love this subject. <laughs> <laughs> because you're a wedding planner. It's an, I feel like an obvious question I have to ask. Do you just want to go to a park somewhere and go, gosh, just get this done? Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> Vegas was looking pretty appealing, I have to say. Um, oh, Gwen even. I'm not bothered. Um, no, it's... Uh, we got engaged over three years ago now and uh i just can't believe how quickly time flies to be honest it was never our intention to have a long engagement but um like myself starting up a business um my boyfriend was so we were both just in a real kind of career focused place and um when when you are a wedding planner um it's you know trying to find the time to think about my own wedding when i had you know 20 on 20 other weddings to think about it just wasn't happening and still not happening <laughs> I can totally understand why do you get wedding doubt yeah yeah I mean a lot of people won't say they do but yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna say I do it's um you know there is more to life than weddings and I think because I do it all day every day um and I do love it but um it, it does come to the point where I actually can't be bothered to think about my own and uh you know, I liken it to a, a chef, the poor guy, you know, he might be cooking all day in the kitchen, cooking up, you know, five course, beautiful meal. Does he want to come home and just have beans on toast sometimes? Probably. Sure. Yeah. I have an idea though, Charlie. We create a reality TV show about Plan Charlie's wedding. <laughs> it's crossed my mind. Don't think it hasn't. <laughs> I think with our powers combined, you know, I worked in development. We can develop a show. Someone else will plan it and pay for it. Love some network idea. will pay for you yeah i think the, the appeal of someone else just taking it off my hands is, is, <laughs> is pretty pretty strong i actually turned and said to some of my wedding colleagues do you fancy doing it I, you know some of my favorite florist photographers i think they could totally pull my wedding together i have no doubt with charlie beard london brides list of vendors she could have a really kick-ass wedding there's no doubt about it i think she could pull some strings i think she will pull some strings and i cannot wait to see her wedding no matter what size it is and who organizes it i'm sure it'll be absolutely fabulous as with every episode of the save the date wedding podcast i will be including all of charlie's links and accounts and all the ways you can get in touch with her and I know she as she said she loves getting emails send her an email she'll be delighted <laughs> 
but I jest. Follow her on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and, of course, her gorgeous wedding blog. And if you enjoyed that interview, it doesn't stop there. Oh, no, that was just a little taster. I spent some time with Charlie and I have a very special episode of the podcast coming up where I spoke to Charlie all about wedding expectations. And you're probably saying, now, Alicia, I have my expectations are perfectly realistic on my budget with my time frame and the guy I'm marrying and all my family. Everyone is going to behave. It's all going to go perfectly well. Nothing's going to go wrong. I'm not going to be mental. Blah, 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 blah. This is what we're talking about. Charlie has years of wedding planning experience. She's the most optimistic, authentic person I've met in this industry so far. And gee whiz, sister tells it like it is. And not in a discouraging way, but in a realistic way. Because we have to be realistic in order for our expectations to be met. You know, the Real Housewives can continue to get their faces stretched, but they will never be 31 again. I love the Real Housewives too much. I think about them too much, just as a side note. If you like the Real Housewives, just let me know. I want to know. I want you to own it. Jennifer Lawrence, in a Vanity Fair, recent Vanity Fair interview, came out and said that it was one of her favourite things in the world, and it made me love her even more, if that is possible. I don't think it is. Hey, thanks a bunch for listening. And a very big thank you to all the people that have gotten in touch so far with their questions and comments. It's very nice to see them popping into my inbox, so much so that I'm going to be producing a special bonus Q&A episode to answer some of these questions. Ah, did you hear that? It was like only dogs could hear that. That's how excited I am about answering your questions. So be sure to subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher to the podcast so that episode will be delivered straight to your chosen application. No extra thought needed. Until then, remember, no worries. Happy wedding planning.